Okay. That's okay. Hi, this is Wendy Steinberg, your caffeinated college coach. And today we have a very special guest. Her name is Brenda Len Weaver. Weaver. Is that right? Len Weaver. Yeah. Like before you. <laughs> I'm like, I no problem. Do it. And then I didn't. Okay. <laughs> And I met Brenda through Made to Do This, which I know some of my most recent guests um, are through this Kathy Heller coaching program. And I'm finding it still so um, inspiring that a year after we all started, we're still kind of keeping that momentum going. And um, so thank you for taking your Sunday morning off, uh, at least for an hour, for us to get yeah. to know you. And um one of the things that I noticed when you originally um, kind of honed in on your niche with me to do this was exploring um, the empty nest, I guess, I don't want to say phenomenon. Um, it's definitely something we all go through. And both you and I, you're a Libra, right? We both just turned. Yes. We're fabulous. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> I need to get that t-shirt you had. Um <laughs> So there's just a lot of things that go into um, transitioning to a, a new phase of life. Um, even though in my head, I still feel like 26 or something, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, right. You're like, how am I 50? Um, I'm, I'm so excited to explore what you're doing in your platform and, and how you're serving the people who really need that connection because sooner than later, that's going to be me as well. But why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Um, and because this is about college and stuff, it doesn't necessarily mean we have to talk about that. But in your family, was it an expectation to go to college? Um, did you go? What did you do? Um, because, you know, the higher ed four year route is not for everyone. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's inspiring for everybody to hear these stories. So thank you again. Yes. And, uh, yes, you're welcome. Yay, go for it. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I've listened to your podcasts, uh, to some of them. I wish I could look at, listen to, it's I okay. have so many podcasts I want to listen to, but I have caught a few. And I just, every time you introduce your guest, you're always so happy and it always makes me smile. I'm like, I always smile when I listen to this. I just love that. So <laughs> thanks so much. So I am from Brenda Lanlever. Um, I have a podcast myself called Next Chapter Empty Nest. And I am, did I say Syracuse, New York? I'm from Syracuse, New York. I am a wife, a mother of two daughters and a dog and a gecko. And <laughs> gotta include everybody. And I'm a scientist currently at a pharmaceutical company here. And so I started, yes, it was expected to go to college or learn a trade or do something, but I always did well in high school. Um, we had a big graduating class of like over 600 people and I was always pretty near the top. So I'm definitely near the top, but um, so, you know, it's just an expectation mm -hmm. that I would go to college. Like I just didn't know there was any other way. <laughs> so, sure. and uh so the first, I went to a four-year college. It was about 45 minutes away. Where'd and you I go? stayed there one semester, SUNY Oswego, Sun Lake, Ontario. Because there's York. like 60 SUNYs. There's yes. like so many. Yes. 
So that's that stands for the State University of New York, for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and so, yeah, the New York system has multiple schools, and this one happens to be on, on Lake Ontario and Oswego. And I went and stayed for one semester, and we're not sure that the whole dorm life was for me, and it was lonely, and uh, my husband now, we dated back in high school, and, you know, we were on a break. We always... <laughs> say that about seven different times my family would be like oh god here we go again <laughs> so, and I think you know we missed each other and I wanted to be closer blah 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 and then uh which is stupid reason by the way <laughs> but you know when you're young that's the kind of thing you do Absolutely. and so then um I got home and I went to a community college here in Syracuse and I had done about a semester's worth of work in high school. And then that was like back in the day of when they first started AP classes and all that. And um, honestly, nowadays, I think pe- people push too hard about that for their kids because I was lucky that it was newer and they, I did transfer uh, about a whole semester, I think. And, um, but then I went to the state school for a semester and then I went to the community college for two semesters and I was like well I'm not ready to graduate because I don't know what I want to do you know so and here I could have graduated a semester early in December and I'm like well that's just weird you know and because I don't know what to do so then Disney Walt Disney program college program came to my community college so I applied and I was like I'll do whatever they want me to do (laughs) so I signed up for you know different jobs that I would do and I ended up the last semester going to the Disney pro- college program. Do you know how competitive that is? Oh my I gosh. had no idea at the time. <laughs> oh, they came to my college too, but I had heard thousands of people apply. They had very few openings. You know, you can try, but then I was right. like, I want to try. So what did well, you do? I put all the, like, I put, for choices, I put like, you could pick like, three things and one of the things I put I was like custodial nobody else will want to do custodial <laughs> so I'll do that so, <laughs> walked around with a broom in uh at the time it was called MGM Studios so that's where I worked and met a bunch of people and did the college program learned a ton about customer service and which affects all of life in dealing you know whether you're in customer service for a job or whatever just dealing with people it was uh, very interesting and um, just learned a lot. Got to work, got to work um, like third shift um, in the park, you know, to see what they do at night and how they, you know, get the gum off of all the surfaces okay. and how they spill it. You know, spill it. How do they water, do water hose sprayer, you know, like power sprayer and it pops right off, <laughs> you know, and like how they clean the rides and all that kind of stuff. And so it was just very, interesting to see a different side of things that other people don't necessarily get to see. Um, So then I came back after that and graduated from the community college. And then I decided to move to Florida. I could work in the custodial department still down there. And I was like, well, I don't know what else to do. So I did that, which was a a big move as a young adult to move by yourself out of state. And again, it, it was a very big learning experience and getting an apartment with somebody I had met down there, a friend and who also worked there. And um, so I worked there for a little while. And then I um, found a job working still for Disney, but in their financial services department. 
which is uh, basically you're counting their money. So the money that they earned yesterday, they're counting today. So, and they have scales and you weigh, you know, pack of 20s will weigh so much. And, and, you know, so I counted money. So like on a, a very busy day at the park, like, you know, Christmas time or whatever, I could easily have counted a million dollars in a day, you know, like, but you get like certain portions at a time, like Mickey's Emporium, you might get, you know, this cash register and you'd count that money and they give you that, you count that to the total and then you give it to whoever's in the vaults and then they bring out another store or place food place or whatever that has money and then you count that so all day you're doing that and so yeah it was very interesting and that was in the tunnels underneath the magic kingdom you got to go in the tunnels yeah i used to walk there um like on breaks we'd go for walks around the tunnel (laughs) and see the, the uh character places down there you know where they're the characters come out to go up into the park yes yes so it was very cool very exciting very how long were you there Brenda how long were you there um three years okay and then my husband who was my boyfriend at the time he's like oh you know on one of our breaks he's like but I want to get back together I'm gonna move down so he came down and uh for like two years of it and then um, and it was fun and I would get free tickets to different, to Disney, but, you know, we could go all the time. So then he would trade them in at, the, you know, the different stores or little booths you see outside of stores. They used to have them. I don't know if they do now, but um, and he's like, oh, he'd try and trade on for SeaWorld or Bush Garden. So we'd go to all these different parks and things for free and that I had earned, you know, the tickets for and trade them in. And then, you know, and we both went to school part-time down there too and took some classes and where'd you I go? Knew to I wasn't school? done with school. Uh community college, the Valencia Community College. And so I worked full time during the day and went evenings, took a couple classes. And when, can I ask when you were in New York, um, did you get an associate's degree then at the community college you were at? Yes. What was yes. your associates in? Uh humanities. Okay. And then when you're in Florida, were you going for something more specific or what were you going? Uh, yeah. Well, I knew I still wanted some sort of a science degree. So I was, mm-hmm. I was taking like anatomy and physiology, that kind of stuff. So much there. cheaper. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And so then eventually we said, you know, we should move back home and go to college. <laughs> And, you know, it was fun, but, you know, time to get serious now and get real jobs and, okay. you know, that make decent money and that kind of thing. So then uh, we moved back and um, I went back to the original college, but I lived with him off campus and just commuted and got a biology degree, bachelor's degree. And then I worked, I got a job right after I graduated from there as a contract. So like not a full-time employee, but full-time hours um, for a pharmaceutical company, the one that I currently work for. And it was hard to get your, I mean, you got in the door, but then it was hard to get a full-time job. So after uh, a little while, like a year or so, then I was like, well, am I going to do anything, Mm -hmm. you know, with this and get, you know, beyond. (laughs) So 
um, get a full-time job. So then, then I thought, because I thought college was the only way to go. I'm like, well, maybe I'll go to nursing school. So I went to Syracuse University. They had a nursing program at the time. So I, I didn't have to do too long there just because I had so many credits and a lot transferred. So mostly just nursing classes. And then I ended up getting a bachelor's degree in nursing. And then once you know, as soon as I get that, then I'm offered a job at the pharmaceutical company, you know? (laughs) Right, right. And honestly, I was thinking about this uh, podcast and I was thinking about, you know, going through that. And at the time with the nursing degree too, like I really didn't have that much confidence in being a nurse because Mm -hmm. like one of the professors was mean to me. Like I was always like so good in school. So she like broke my confidence, you know what I mean? And like, I just was like, I'll go the safe route and do the pharmaceutical company. I know it. And I ended up loving it. I loved the job that I had. And I'm a scientist. I work in the chemistry department, so I'm a chemist. And I've did, uh, done different roles over the last 20 years Are you in that company. Research? Are you doing research? No. No. Uh, what are you creating? Between... This sounds amazing. So we, I work at a plant that manufactures the drugs, products, the drugs for the uh, patients. And so we test the ingredients basically that go into make that manufacturing uses. So we, it comes in and we test it to make sure of its purity and all that. So that it can be used in manufacturing. So, so it is interesting and there's a lot of interesting aspects of it. So you're like, just you're, are you at the beginning phase of it then? And then it has to go through all the testing and like before it gets to the FDA Right. And then it goes to manufacturing and then they make it and then it gets delivered to the patient after that. So, yeah. So cool. Yeah. So sometimes it's hard because you don't really see the, the effects of it. You know, we're kind of behind the scenes, but every once in a while they'll bring a patient um, into on site and have a, a discussion where they'll talk about how it's helped them and what it's done for them. And that's and been pretty Alice- cool. Can you tell us what drugs you've worked on or is that like confidentiality? Um, I don't know if I can. So I just, you wouldn't want to kill us. Okay, great. Right. <laughs> yeah, Wendy, just keep going. Yeah. Okay. Oh <laughs> my gosh. So then is your husband a scientist also, since you both went back to school at the same time? He uh, actually has a criminal justice degree from SUNY Oswego and he, is, he worked for an insurance company for about 15 years, several insurance companies over that time and didn't like it. And him and his buddy were always, his buddy has a, a pizza restaurant, a couple of them, and they're always talking about businesses and, you know, what they want to do. And so uh, someone came to his pizza shop, his friend's pizza shop, looking for someone like, he's like, Hey, I'm a bail bond agent and I'm looking for this person I need to find them and so then he's like what do you do and how do you do it and so he grilled them and then he came to my house he's like hey we should do become bail bond agents and so about five six years ago they decided to do that and have their own business and it's our dinner conversation certainly changed over the years from you know, his insurance, boring office job. And, and he, which he had interesting stuff then too. He investigated car accidents. So if you've got in a car accident, 
with somebody else. He determined like at who's at what percentage of fault and da da da, you know, and all that. So it was interesting, but it was still corporate and he didn't, there was a lot of aspects he didn't like. And so now he loves being a bail bond agent and, and like it has a, a bad rap, hunter, right? That's a bounty hunter. Um, that's a, a different role, criminals. but similar. But like if you are arrested okay. and in jail and they set a bond for you and I want to bail you out, then I would go to him. So I could either pay the $5,000 in cash to get you out, which not everyone has, or you go to him, you pay a portion of it. And then he's, you're signing an insurance policy, basically saying, yes, you know, I would be saying, yes, Wendy will go to court and follow through. She won't run that kind of thing. So then if you do run, then I owe him the rest of that money, the $5,000 and he will come get me, <laughs> He'll come find me to get it. And, um, and he, but first he would try to find you. So then he has that. that was my question. So if yeah. he finds me, I go back into court or jail to jail. Mm-hmm. And then you have to talk to my judge. court. Yeah. Because the only yeah. thing I know about like bail bonds is Janet Ivanovich and her books. Do you, oh. oh my God. You know, right? The Stephanie Plum novels. Yeah. That's literally all I know. I have never like met, and I haven't even met your husband, but it's scary. Isn't it scary? Does he carry a gun? Sometimes. Uh, sometimes he, he does have a gun and he's uh and sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, and it does have a bad rap. There's a lot of negativity out there about bail bond agents, but he's very, uh, what do I want to say? Like, I think they're both very good where they'll try and counsel people, you know, a, a lot of times it's say someone's addicted to drugs and he lets, like, he'll say a lot of times it's somebody, different people, different walks of life, you know, a former cop or a former, you know, other person in society who's a good person and they'll uh have a back injury get prescribed drugs then they become addicted and then you know it's an issue and then they get arrested for things so it's a very sad thing so he tries to counsel them and say hey you need to get off of this or sometimes they'll tell the family you know the best thing would be to leave them in there that's to you know i'm going to help them more than getting them out and sure so I do think they have a good spin on it, you know, and they're trying to help people and, and it it is very interesting. I don't like when he has to go chasing people. (laughs) That's the hard part. Like all their friends are happy to help them with that. They don't need to help with that. And, um, so that part gets a little, I'm like, don't tell me, just, (laughs) just go. I want to know. Yes. Right. You know, I'll wake up at two or three in the morning and, and he's still not home and, I'll oh check life 360 we have that just to see okay. where he is and uh-huh. you know call him see if he's all right so oh so my goodness oh my goodness but for the most part he says people are good people and want to do the right thing so for the most yeah. part he's he loves it and has a, a great experience with it so so yeah. you've been in your job I want to say um, I'm not very good with math but if I do it in my head 20 how, years how many 20, 20 years, a little over 20. So yeah. You have seen the technology of medicine 
um, flourish. And how has your job changed as a scientist from the time that you are a chemist, um, the time you started to how things are now? I mean, did it take longer 20 years to go through a process than it does now? Or what were some of those changes that you've had to adapt to? So we originally, when I started, we did uh, penicillin and we had two shifts and I mean, it was the best schedule ever, but they needed two shifts because there were certain times that they take yeah. a sample and there's uh, certain criteria it has to meet at these certain times that you okay. test it. And, but it was the best schedule. Um, I worked, they always had it where we had uh, four days off about once a month, they would have like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or whatever, so that you would have a four day weekend. And so that was always nice. And mm -hmm. it was just, and you worked three to, I worked three to 11. Like you didn't get, you'd got a paid lunch, which was really cool. <laughs> you know, so like you the think two and a half hours a week that I'm not right. paid for that I'm there now, you know? So I take a half hour lunch and, uh, but it was like a 20 minute paid lunch we got. And, and it was just, uh, and it was a different time too. Like on Sundays we would get double time because you were away from your family. And so they would give that. So and that's, you don't get that now. No, no, you but I, I don't Sundays? work Sundays. I work Monday through Friday now. Okay. So, so it's changed and we're not on demand. We do have a lab that's more on demand yeah. testing for the time stuff, but what's popular now is the biologics and that's in manufacturing side. So my job hasn't changed a ton, but in manufacturing, it's working with live creatures, whatever little, you know, cells that. That's so cool. That, you know, make the medicine basically. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's much more, uh, you know, it's not like such a recipe, like if you're not using live biological matter, then it's, it's, uh, more like a recipe, you know, yeah, this, this, and this, and that's it. But now they have to time it and, yeah, and see where they're at and add stuff and, you know, finagle a little more. It's not as exact, just like but with any live has technology really like become more commonplace in your role or no, not at all? Um, some, and some things, and some things we do, it's very old school testing, I guess you could say, but then some things are, are definitely higher tech. Mm -hmm. And we just got a new instrument that I don't know how to use it yet, but it's supposed to tech, detect small amounts of certain things like heavy metals or whatever. And so that is so, so cool. It's, it's fascinating how little <laughs> things, how, you know, micrograms and all that, that they can detect. That leads me to my next question. You've been in your role for 20 years. Has your company continued to provide like continuing ed and training and certification that you might need to make sure that you're at the top of your game. Because as you're talking, I'm like, you know, even before you even said about the instrument, there was something on NPR this morning about metals that are in our clothes and our water in everything we have. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I hear you talking and I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, do you, do you have that continuing ed focus? Are they invested in you as an employee to make sure that whatever's coming down the pike, you're fully trained and, and ready for it? Yes. Yes. I mean, there's certain requirements they have to follow because of the FDA or whatever that you have to be properly trained and all that. So yeah. You have a license? I mean, do you have to be licensed or certified in anything outside of your bachelor's? Right. Okay. No, no. But I, I mean, I, they do take training very seriously and it's very intensive program to be trained and you know, if you still don't feel comfortable, they'll train you more, you know, there's always that option too. And, and they do offer once in a while with the different colleges around here, they'll offer maybe MBA classes or some kind of certification or, or different things if you want Okay. more. So, yeah. So yeah, it is interesting. It's very exciting in some ways, but in some ways it's like, eh, it's just a job too, you know? Oh, it's not just you, know, you just get used to it. I know, but you get used to it if you do it all the time, you know. So, so you said um, uh, when we began talking that there was the expectation for you to go to college. Yes. Were your parent? Did your parents also go to college? Did your siblings? How was that communicated to you, or was it just understood that this is the path? you're going to take. Cause I know in the late eighties, when we were in high school, I didn't realize I had options. I just thought I had to go to school, you know, like yeah. nowadays I could be a YouTuber making 87 million a month for showing you my, my, you know what I mean? Like yes. there's so many options now and whatever. I mean, how was it? I don't know. I don't want to say ingrained, but how was that expectation communicated to you growing up? So yeah, we were, uh, my dad and stepmother, um, I lived with them and from like 10 on, I left my dad obviously before that, but then it was just always, you're going to go to college. You have to have some sort of training. If you don't go to college, then go in the military and get training or trade school or something like you need to have a role in something. So, um, that was the expectation and, um, my Stepmother had a degree. My dad got one like when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, it was just understood. My sister went for an associate's degree in nursing. My brother went in the military and my younger sister was quite the rebel. <laughs> she was a handful. She went to college at first, but didn't finish. And Eventually, just recently, yeah. like a couple of years ago, she finally finished a, a physical therapy assistant degree. So we're all very wow. proud of her. I think they kind of gave up after a while. <laughs> she was an adult. They're like, okay, I guess she's going to do whatever she's going to do. Right. So, but yeah. And I just feel like I've always grown up thinking like, oh, you have to go to college. You have to go to college until the last few years. And especially with me to do this program, I was like, what? Like, that was just very eye-opening. Like, people yeah. start their own business, even though my husband started his own business, but still it's, hmm. I don't know. I just don't think it applied. You know, I didn't think it applied to me. <laughs> you know, so. so tell me what drew you to Kathy Heller's program then last August, September. Yeah. What I was don't that? I even know. I, Ooh. 
was trying a bunch of different programs, you know, they, everybody would have all these free things and, oh, have a free challenge, whatever. So I would do it and then I'd peter out and not finish it kind of a thing. And something about her, like, just probably don't keep your day job. Sounds really exciting. And (laughs) it does. (laughs) And so something about her and it was just, uh, and she said, you know, go back and talk to your seven-year-old self and and write a letter to her. And like, that was just so therapeutic in some ways too. And just uh, mind blowing, I guess. And so then I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'll save up for it and do it the next time. And then I want a 50% scholarship that she had given away. So if that is not a sign from the universe. I know. And so I was like, what? And then they like, email us. And so I was like, I think my name was on there. <laughs> and they're like, yes, it was. And, and so then I called my husband, like, listen, I have to take this. And he's like, all right, do whatever you got to do, I guess. And he was kind of floored by it. He, I don't know. I was just doing it, you know, in the evenings when it was on and right. puttering. But, you know, he thinks I'm just puttering around. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is so awesome. And this is uh, and so then I did it and it was just very, uh, what do I want to say? Like uh, personal development slash business all in one, you know, and she just pushed you to do things like you can do these things. And I was like, what? I can, I can do a podcast. And it's still, sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this podcast? <laughs> but then I love it when I'm doing it, you know, and interviewing somebody and learning something new and, and meeting somebody new and finding out about them. And so it just really opened my mind to, to so many different things. And then people, you know, had their things that they told about. And it was just more interesting to, I was like, wow, I just felt like my mind expanded, like kind of, you know, as a parent, you go through the day to day and you go to work and go home and make dinner and get it, <laughs> make sure we get the homework done and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, gets to be the same old, same old, same old. And with her, it was like, you lose yes. Yourself. Yeah. Yes. And so I was like finding myself, I guess, and finding things that I didn't even know were there, you know, or that I don't know. It was just so eye opening in so many ways. And everybody was so positive. And it just made me think of, you know, when I talked about in the nursing program and the professor that was negative to me and my daughter that's in high school now, like she's having a negative time and girls, you know, being mean girls. And, and I just told her, I said, well, that's what I liked about this. I made to do this program was that everybody was like lifting everybody else up and supportive of each other and talking nicely, like, yes, you can do it. And, you know, and I'm like, I hope you don't have to wait 30 years to get to that point in your life, you know, to find that. And, you know, I just feel like there's should be more of that and that we should all yeah. be like that more than what is typical in the regular world, you know? Sure. sure. And so then how did you hone in your focus to empty nesters? So they said, she had said to, you know, find something that's you're passionate about or whatever. And I wasn't really sure, but then I just started thinking about how uh, a year or two before my kids ended up being on the same swim team in high school. And their practices are six to nine at night. And they both went, my my oldest 
started driving. So she would drive them to the high school and they'd catch the bus there and they'd be gone from six to nine. And, you know, like any parent, you have a minute alone. You're like, oh, I'll throw in some laundry, clean <laughs> this, that, the other thing, try and get stuff done. And then I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm doing this like every night. I don't have to do that every night <laughs> because they're both gone at the same time. And it was kind of lonely in some ways too. It's like, oh, now what do I do? And sometimes my husband has odd hours and he's out later. And uh, so then I was like, well, I can't keep doing this all the time. The house is pretty clean, <laughs> so, <laughs> which was unusual. But uh, so then what am I going to do when yeah. I'm an empty nester and they're gone all the time? So mm-hmm. then with uh, Kathy's group made to do this, I started looking into, oh, well, maybe there's some empty nest groups out there. And, and to give them credit, they are, some of them are support groups. So, but they just seemed, a lot of them seem very depressing and sad. And, oh. you know, people are like, oh, I'm, missing my kids and I don't know what to do myself and it's been five years and I'm like five years like I can't I'm not going to be depressed for five years I I think you should Mm -hmm. feel the feelings and of course you're gonna go through that but then then what you got to do something find something for you and something that you're passionate about and so I didn't find that in another group at that time and so I said you know what I guess I'll start my own and I want it to be a positive fun experience and I started seeing the post where the empty nest couple is taking pictures and they're happy and celebrating. They're so and cute. Like that's what I want it to be a positive time. Like, of course I'm going to go through the emotions and the sadness and, and all that, but I also want to get beyond that and, you know, feel the, the happiness, like now what? And like you said, finding yourself and what do I want to do with that time? You know, exactly. So how did you know you wanted to do a podcast? Because I know in Kathy's program, we were given lots of different tools. We could do a program. We could offer a workshop. We could uh, be a coach. We could, how did you hone into being um, a podcaster? Well, at first I was like, well, I can just I don't want to do it at all, but that's what I said every week when they gave us homework. I was like, no, 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 there's no way. But then I would push through and do it and expand myself and my mind and everything. And so then I was like, well, I'll try the podcast. And they said, most people quit before seven episodes. And so I don't remember that. Do that. They do. Yeah. Yeah before they even get to seven. So I was like, all right, I'll at least do seven. And then um, it was just fun to meet people and talk to them and have conversations with people all over the world. One was from living in Bali at the time and, you know, just these fabulous things and people doing fabulous things and exciting things and fun things and Mm -hmm. just meaningful things. And I thought, wow, this is so cool. And I want to introduce it to other people. the people I interview, they don't have to be empty nesters and have an empty nester story. But I like when they do something even interesting that they, uh, people may not know. I uh, interviewed who you interviewed recently, Jessica Doolin, a Hollywood makeup artist. And I'm like, you know what? She's not an empty nester, but she has an interesting story. She didn't go to college, which is important as a parent right. <laughs> of kids now that, you know, they don't necessarily, if your kid decides not to go, it's not the end of the world. 
and they can find their way and find something to do. And, you know, she was just so persistent and I know like her, uh, her last photo shoot, you know, she talked about one time, like, like the things that went wrong like oh and I learned from that and you know she didn't just give up and yeah. and I think it's just you know maybe it'll put a uh, thought and so get the ball rolling in somebody else's head an empty nest or like well what can I do I'm you know my kids are gone and I'm bored what can I do well do you maybe you don't want to be a makeup artist but maybe she'll inspire you to do something that you do like exactly oh I know and her energy is contagious absolutely yes. contagious so, um, so here you are. Okay. You were expected to go to college. Check, check, check. You did it. Um, you're a chemist, you're, um, a scientist, you've started your own podcast and throughout this whole process, your oldest daughter is looking at colleges, right? Yeah. Trying to find out her own path. When did you start? Because some people start when they're a sophomore in high school. So, you know, you take the PSAT and you hope for the best or whatever that is. And like, what were her thoughts? How did you get that conversation started with her? Well, she just always just wanted to go to college. And I feel like we probably, they've probably grown up with thinking they're going to college because that's what we've said. And I, I say it now too, like, oh, you can do other stuff. You don't have to do college, but inside, I still feel like my kids need to go to college, but I need to be okay with that. They don't, I think just because of the mentality of growing up that way, like you go to high school, then you go to college and that's still ingrained in me, but I'm trying to be open-minded to it too. Like I want to, and I have a niece and nephew who, who didn't go to college and they're doing fine. And, and still with my own kids I'm like oh they should go to college but I, I don't say it out loud to them but I, I'm trying to change it because if they don't want to it's okay and they'll be okay sure. and it's just me having to get over that ingrained thing that's been in my life forever and uh but so she wanted to go to college she did go to college she uh well it was hard because of um right with COVID yeah because then trying to think you know it's been so long now it seems like but when did she graduate did she graduate in 2020 nope this year this past year 2021 yes so last year they didn't I think they finally did offer the SAT like they didn't at first when schools were virtual right and and she did finally take it and I think she had taken the PSAT the year before that and then but it wasn't as big of a deal like college were, were saying you yeah, didn't testing, have to have it. Right. Testing isn't required till the fall of 2023. Right. So, yeah. So. So, so yeah. So they, um, so it wasn't required, but she did take it. And then she was looking at colleges, but then you couldn't go and tour really. So um, last year. I took her to SUNY Buffalo and it happened to be a time where rates were down a little bit last year, October. And my friend who went to SUNY Buffalo lives in Cleveland now. And we were able to meet up with her in Buffalo. And I just wanted it more as a trip to, to see my friend and 
hang out and go somewhere. I just wanted a trip somewhere because I love traveling. And I just was like, wanted four different walls to look at, even if it was at a hotel, whatever, I don't care. And um, so I, my daughter's interested in big schools and that's what was big school. So, and my friend wanted to meet us there. So we were able to meet up and, and hang out for the weekend. And she showed us around the college and we walked around and went to the bookstore and, but it still wasn't the same, I think for kids, because, mm-hmm. you know, there's maybe 50 people you see all day. And I'm like, now listen, this would be full. This area would be I know. full of thousands of people right now if they're changing classes. And, and it was just hard to, you couldn't go in any buildings except for the bookstore, you know, right. or whatever. So, um, so it was very hard for that. And then she also wanted to check some schools out in North Carolina and she, but it was hard because here in New York, we had, you could be away for 24 hours or less and not need a COVID test or quarantine, that kind of thing. So um, she did have, my husband took her down, they flew down, saw three colleges and put her on a plane back (laughs) right away, like so within 24 hours so that she didn't have to miss school and work and all that. And again, they could only see the outside of the campus, walk around the campus. Right. And try to get a feel for it a little bit. So she applied to a few down there. And then this spring, she wanted to go to, uh, like they had their swim season was different. So it was in the spring and it was a short season and it ended up finishing up sooner, a week earlier than she had told her work. So she had some time. And so my husband said, well, let's go down again. And they went to uh, NC State is where she goes. And they went there and they had just opened up where you could go see a dorm. You could see the gym and and all that and the pool area and and all that. She doesn't swim there, but she does like to still swim on her own. And uh, she she was like, oh, my gosh, I love it. Like, it's, you know, I think I would have picked the wrong school if I hadn't, you know, been able to see yeah. a dorm and whatever. So, so she got yeah. to see a little bit more of it. So, so yeah, but still there weren't a ton of people there and it wasn't like a typical college visit in past years for people. So, um, and Does then she, she have a major, a business with a concentration in finance. Wow. Whatever that means. <laughs> really yeah. sure. It just sounds very lucrative, you know, which is great. But she thinks about owning her own business someday, which is, I just find that to be amazing, you know, to have that thought at such a young age. I was just like, wow, that blows my mind because it was just it's never. It's your example, Brenda. It's your example. Okay. <laughs> they saw you invest in yourself, take this class, continue with your pod, continuing to pivot and figure out how things work. I know for myself, I'm like, how do I use MailChimp? What? I kept watching that video from Angela Uh, a thousand (laughs) times, right? I'm like, landing page, what? Oh my, so they saw you and they saw you investing in yourself and now they have the confidence to do that. That's remarkable. Yeah. And I think too, with me to do this, like I've been better at uh, self-care. So like last October, I decided, you know what? I, one of those people, I love massages, but I get one or two a year, 
because, you know, if somebody gives me a gift certificate, because <laughs> I'm cheap about it. But then last October, my birthday, I said, you know what, I'm going to get a massage once a month and try it for a year. And I did it. And it's amazing. The effects, like the more I did it, like the better I felt, the more relaxed my muscles were, the more like I'd get a massage and I would feel different, like better, even two weeks later, you know what I mean? And I was like, wow, I never would have done that amount of self-care, spent that money on myself, you know, like right. I'll buy stuff for my husband, the kids, the dog, <laughs> you know what Always. I mean, before I do on myself. Always. So it was a huge deal to spend that mm-hmm. on myself and, and to take that time. And sometimes it's a pain because it's like, oh, one more thing to schedule, but yeah, I've always glad that I did after I have the massage and so so far I'm going to continue with it it's uh you know important to take time for yourself and not just you know oh I'll drink a cup of coffee in the morning for (laughs) five minutes on the couch you know like there's more to it you know like it's good to take care of yourself and and that made to do this taught me a lot of that too like take care of yourself and take some time and do something you love, right. even if it's, you know, painting or coloring or, you know, right. something little or do massages or some other stuff. Right. So, right. so then this year turning 50, I've decided to do 50 new things this year. Tell me everything. So Go. Of, well, I don't have a whole list of them yet, but I'm hoping to come up with 50. But um, the first one is the uh, uh, my sister-in-law took me to a uh, spa resort and I had a massage there, which I've seen it. I've looked into it. I'm like, I would never spend that kind of money. Well, now I know why it's, you know, a little more expensive than the regular one, because it was just so much more. You walk in, they give you bathrobes and slippers and they have a quiet room and you can meditate in there and just lay there and relax. They had a foot uh, bath thing where you could sit and soak your feet before your massage and you can have a cup of tea or whatever. And then uh, I had the massage and then afterwards they have this outdoor hot tub area and we were in there for a while and I was just so relaxed for like three or four days afterwards. And I was like, wow, that was such a lasting effect, like amazing. And so. All right. I want to do this. So that's one. Oh my gosh. I want to do 50 new things this year. Also, what are yeah. some other things? What are some other things? So I can like ride your coattails. Um, let me think on my list. I'm trying to think. Oh, another one was that my sister-in-law took me to, and these happened and this is very enlightening too, like the resort spa and my other sister-in-law, and they're very good to me <laughs> for being my in-laws. They're, they're definitely not like that a terrible thing you hear about in-laws they're spoiling me so my other sister-in-law took me to a cooking class we have an Italian shop here and she's like oh how about for your birthday that we do something special and I'll take you to this called Vince's Gourmet and we'll you know do this cooking class I was like sure I've never done that I mean home ec but that's not the same oh my goodness you go there everything's measured out in cups you feel like you're on a cooking show there's the hot plate and your hand can't and you're straying the apron. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and now you add whatever and sprinkle it on it. It's all measured out. Like it was like so cool. Love it was it. fun. Again, I've looked it up and I've like, oh, I should do this sometime and never did on my own. So, yeah. you know, it's yeah. those kind of things. And 
yeah, so it's just fun. And oh, and the eye-opening thing was that I was like, oh, what, when I turned 50 and I've been thinking about it, I want to do 50 new things. And I'm like, oh, but those happened before I turned 50, but they were for my birthday. And then I'm like, you know what? I can count it. It's my list. I can count them. Like, why is this so eye-opening to me that, you know, I don't have to follow anybody else's idea that I had to be 50 when it occurred. Like it was for my birthday and I'm counting that. And it was just so eye-opening to me that Mm-hmm. I can make my own rules. I'm such a rule follower. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was in life in general. I'm like, I can make my own rules. And it was just, yeah, bam. Like, yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> just because I want to. Nobody else cares. Why do I care so much about, you know, that I have to be 50? No, I don't. So, so that was I love cool. that. I love so, that. So, so every so often, I'll announce it when I do something new. Please, and please. Then I'll announce it. I'm pictures. doing it. <laughs> So if you could give one piece of advice to parents who are preparing their child for the next phase after high school, because it could be anything, you know, I had a guest who went to midwifery, midwifery school. She's a midwife there. I have students who are welders who are making three times as much as me with a master's. Like there's so many different options, Like, what would be a couple pieces pieces of advice you'd give to parents who would be listening, who are trying to navigate those next steps? For their children? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, just to be open-minded and let your kid try different things and learn about new things, try to expose them yeah to a lot of different things and and you know it's funny this it just reminds me of my daughter had something a few years ago I think it was like eighth grade and they had like an honorable breakfast and like they had this go in the auditorium and parents could come and they had a speaker from the somebody from the board of education who spoke and said you guys can be anything like you're here in eighth grade like there are things that are careers now that were not exactly you know, when I was growing up and he's, you know, probably older than we are. And he was like, you know, a retired teacher. And, and he's like, there's so many more options. There are jobs that aren't even created yet that you could do, you know? So I just think support your kids and that they don't have to do the same thing for 20 years. Like I have, but yeah, like it's so many people now don't have to, and you, you can do other things and evolve into something else. And I, I tell my kids that all the time, like with their dad having been in insurance for 15 years and then he's a bail bond agent. And then he also got his private investigator license and does a little bit of that, dabbles in that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can always evolve and change and you're not. I love stuck. that. Even if you have a degree in one thing, yeah. most people don't do that anyways in their career it's choice. So true. And, and just be open to evolution not just for your kids but for yourself as well I love that as a parent because I think so many people can you get to this point and you're like now what like I'm kind of thinking that too I mean I've loved being a scientist it's been great but you know it's been 20 years like what else do I want to do when I grow up is what (laughs) what I'm asking myself you know and it's okay like go try different things and I mean don't just go quit your job and (laughs) right away you're not promoting that at all (laughs) oh my there's things you can do to try things and see what do you like what do you what would you maybe want to do and try it while you're still working and Mm -hmm. and you know maybe maybe you'll find something else that you want to do 
Yeah. Where would we find your podcast? Is it on Spotify, Apple, Anchor? Is it on all of these platforms? All of those, yes, that I know of. I think it's on a few more. I'm not even sure how to find out anymore what they're all on. But okay. Um, but yes, it's just Next Chapter Empty Nest podcast. And I also have a Facebook group and an Instagram page at the same name, Next Chapter Empty Nest. That's awesome. I'm so. so grateful. I could talk to you for a lot longer, but we're hitting on I know. Hour, and I'm sure we oh, have wow. Sunday things to do. Um, yeah. But maybe we'll do part two with your other daughter's process soon because she's still in high school, right? Yeah, she's a junior this year. So it's going to so. start. It's starting for her. And it's actually been difficult because she came home like a couple months ago. She's like crying and upset. She's like, what is an SAT? Like, what does that mean? Like the teachers didn't cover it last year because they were doing virtual and trying to move their programs to virtual. So she and her friends were like, what does that mean? Like they didn't even know what it was. And, and I didn't think to tell her because I figured they would tell them in school, you know, right. I guess I just assumed that's how my other daughter learned. So yeah, it's going to be a totally different process Absolutely. process for her. So, so. and for everybody else. So we're going to look forward to podcast take two with Brenda and her daughter coming up very (laughs) shortly. Um, But I'm so grateful you took this time to talk to us. I learned so much about you. I did not know you were a scientist. Um, I think that is so amazing for women. Like I'm inspired and I am for sure going to be doing what you're doing with the 50 things. It's so funny to mention the timeframe because um, I don't know. People know I'm kind of chunky, right? I'm overweight. And I kept thinking to myself, I'm going to lose 50 pounds by the time I'm 50. Well, did that happen? No. <laughs> and <laughs> and that's one of my goals too, to lose 50 pounds this year. Yeah. So then I thought I had that paradigm shift too, that you just spoke about that. Wait a minute. I just turned 50. I can lose it in the next six months. I can do this. What kind of, you know, limitations where I was, I putting on myself. Yeah. Oh, see your pure inspiration. Oh my God. Well, let's support each other on that. I am totally game. I am totally game. So I'm going to write down on my list, you know, cooking class, massages, um, and whatever else you're going to be doing, um, the next third or fourth or fifth thing, um, we can follow Brenda and, and see her adventures. Um, definitely. So, uh, you can, it is under Instagram next chapter, empty nest, correct. And there's also a Facebook group and do not forget to subscribe to her podcast and you'll be able to follow her 50 adventures when she's 50. So thank you so much for taking time and uh, spending your Sunday with me. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sure. Okay, wait, let me.